0: Tonight's talk is called Don't Waste Your Youth. And the definition of waste is the bad use of something valuable that you have only a limited amount of. And the time between childhood and adulthood, what we call your youth or your teenage years, is short. Six years. You can never get that time back. When I was your age, I wanted my life to matter. I wanted to make a difference in the world. Maybe you feel the same way. Your teenage years are generally the first time that you get to exert a bit of independence and face the real-world consequences of the decisions that you make. And you hear all these different kinds of voices. You hear your friends, your family, your youth leaders, your teachers, giving you all this different advice about how to make the most of these years. But the good news is, is that God's word shows us clearly how to get the most out of these years. So for my final youth talk, uh, we're going to look at God's words about how not to waste your life and then more specifically about how not to waste your youth. So firstly, don't waste your life. We've been travelling through the book of Mark this term and we've heard some of Jesus' teaching about the gospel and we've seen his miracles. And in today's passage, Jesus is going to give his followers a comparison between what a bad use of your life is and what a good use of your life is. So he says this to the crowd. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And this is a completely different message to what the world says. The world's message is love yourself. And Jesus' message is deny yourself. That means that you say no to the selfish desires in your heart, And you say yes to him being the boss of your life. It means that you seek Jesus more than success or popularity or what you want to do. Taking up your cross then has to do with the practice of crucifixion. We know that criminals were forced to carry crosses before they were hung on them. No one carries a cross to a birthday party. You carry a cross to die. You hung painfully by your hands and your feet until you suffocated. And so Jesus' message here is kind of like saying, take up your electric chair or take up death row. It means that we too, like Jesus, bear suffering, pain, shame, opposition, and perhaps even death for the gospel and for God's glory. For why would we do this? it comes in the next verses have a look look at verse 39 35 for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul we sacrificially follow jesus because we cannot save ourselves What good is it to get the world but lose your soul? The answer is it's no good. It's a complete and utter waste. And what can anyone give in exchange for your soul? The answer is nothing. Jeff Bezos can't buy salvation. Bill Gates can't purchase his ticket. There's nothing anyone can give in exchange for their soul being saved. The salvation of your soul... Bringing you out of God's judgment and into his family is the most important thing you could ever get and only Jesus can give it to you. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus on the cross experiences all God's wrath and anger for sin so that we don't have to. And instead, if we trust in Jesus, he gives us forgiveness and eternal life and a new way to live. Finally, Jesus ends with a warning. He says, If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man, that's Jesus, will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. A wasted life, a life that is lost, is a life that denies Jesus. And someone who isn't wasting their life will accept Jesus, accept his invitation to life and pursue things that matter eternally. So don't waste your life. Follow Jesus instead. But how do you kind of do this as a young person? Out of response to this gospel message? Well, I've got four more ideas for you. Firstly, don't waste your time. Now, it's not my strong suit, but I've done a bit of maths for you. And if you add up all the things that you have to do in your teenage years, kind of, you know, you've got your school, sleep, personal hygiene. This is the rough pie chart of your youth. And you know what you're left with? 748 days, according to my maths. 748 days, just over two years of time that you might have a bit of a say about how you spend it. 748 days to start shaping the kind of person you will be. 748 days to determine how you will use your youth. The book of Ecclesiastes says, Remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come. These days of trouble, the passage goes on to explain poetically, are all the difficulties of old age, when your eyesight fades, when your memory has gaps, and ultimately you die and turn to dust. So, remember your creator. Remember your creator, who has control over both galaxies in the universe and the blood cells in your body. Remember that nothing happens without his say. Remember that he made you. So don't waste your time. You don't have much of it really in your teens. Set up good spiritual practices in your life that will set you up well for a lifetime of following Jesus. Spend time on things that have eternal value, not earthly value. And people who, are, you know who isn't a good example of using their time sacrificially? are some of your leaders, Tom and Nick and Lauren and Lockie. Not only are they involved in Sunday services and youth group on Fridays, but they are sacrificing their time to run youth Bible studies for you guys to go deeper into his work. Declan also uses his time well. he's here four o'clock every Friday so that you guys can come early and hang out here and we can enjoy time together. Craig is also another example of this. He's got something on, a meeting or something, a club that he's a part of basically every single night of the week, but he is here giving up his Friday nights to serve you guys. And a few weeks ago, he took off his, he had one single basically day off work and he used that to prepare his youth talk. So don't waste your time Use it wisely instead. Our next point is don't waste your energy. Now, I don't support the drinking of energy drinks, but this is just for illustration purposes to help you remember the point. Don't waste your energy. Uh, Last week, I learned not to take my youth and energy for granted when I tore a ligament merely standing up from my desk. And so now when I have to walk up my front stairs, it takes like three hours. (laughs) As a young person, you can put your energy into all kinds of things. You can put energy into your homework, into your workout routine, into your job, into your family. And in the New Testament, Paul gives some instructions to Timothy, another young leader in the church, about what he should put his energy and effort into. We don't know how old he is, but the underlying principle remains the same for us today. It says... Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in purity. You should put your effort and your energy into living a godly life. Young people can set an example for people older than them. You can be a role model for the people around you in how you speak, in how you act and in how you love. Katie, one of your leaders, is an excellent example of this. She puts her energy not only into growing her own faith and reading God's word, but she's so faithful in prayer for others. And she's involved in cross-cultural ministry and she thinks deeply about how to love people from other um, cultures and share the gospel with them. Ben is also an excellent example of this. You'll rarely see him up the front, but he came here Uh, a couple of months ago and cleaned old moldy camping tents uh, that another youth group borrowed from us. Ben did that. You know who looks after the church's property and maintenance issues? Ben does. In his spare time, while working full time and his wife having just had a new baby. Ben does all that. They are great examples of what it looks like to put your energy into the right things. So friends, don't waste your energy. Put it into the right things. Our next point is don't waste your freedom. I remember when I first got my peas, I drove straight to Macca's. I got my chips, a burger and a drink. And I don't remember where I went, but I remember cruising along the road thinking this is the life. That's one version of freedom, isn't it? But young people have freedom in a few different ways. You don't have to worry about paying rent or bills or managing a household. You might have more free time. You might have a car that can take you places you want. And God's call to all Christians, but especially young people, is not to use your freedom for the wrong thing. 2 Timothy says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith Love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. A couple of years ago, I used to work with kids with disabilities uh, on Saturday mornings. And it was a really sweet but challenging job. And I remember on one particular morning after kind of a late night at youth group, I turned up at my shift on Saturday morning. But apparently I kind of wasn't looking my best because the mum took one look at me and said, did you go on a bender last night? And I said, no, 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 no. I just had a really late night at youth group. To her, she thought that I'm a 20-somethings girl, free to do whatever I want, and I look a little bit worn out on a Saturday morning, so I must have been drunk. But that's completely the wrong idea of freedom. True freedom is found in Jesus, in faith, in love and peace, and pursuing this alongside others who love Jesus. Do you know what I've never regretted in my 20s? I've never regretted spending my Friday nights with you guys. I've never wished I was out partying. I might have wished I could maybe take a nap sometimes, but I I never wished I was out there enjoying my freedom. The most freedom is found in loving and serving others. And the best friendships are formed in the trenches of ministry. As we cry and laugh and serve Jesus together. As we wage war against the spiritual forces against us. As we try to pull others to safety with the life-saving message of Jesus. Don't waste your freedom following your heart into temptation and into sin. Strive to serve and love others. And two great examples of this are Sam and Isaac. They could have been doing anything in their 20s and the world would probably say that they've wasted their lives. But they've been here, week in, week out, being godly male role models for you guys. They've been using their freedom to pray, and teach and counsel and mentor many of you through tricky stages in your lives. And Kate, another wonderful leader of yours, has been using her freedom really well. She's not only been a godly female role model for you girls, but lately she's had a bit of extra time, and she's been using that time to minister to new mums and single mums when she could have been doing something far less difficult. So don't waste your freedom, friends. Flee worldly desires and love others. And finally, our last point, don't waste your youth. Apparently, the average person makes 2,190 excuses to support their decisions a year. And I couldn't find research containing the number of excuses per year for teenagers, but I reckon if I asked your parents and guardians that number, might be significantly higher. In the Old Testament, uh, there's an example of a young guy who made some excuses when God asked him to do something that he was scared to do. But he did it anyway, trusting God's promise. And that's the prophet Jeremiah. God said to Jeremiah, "Before before, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you declares the Lord Jeremiah says I'm too young God I don't know how to speak Well, pick someone else not me and God's reply is don't say you're too young be obedient don't be scared I'm with you and Jeremiah did he went on to have a brutal ministry in a difficult time in which we only know of about two people that were converted during that season Now, let's be clear that you and I are not prophets in exactly the same way that God appointed Jeremiah as a prophet. But the principle is that God's presence, God's sovereignty, God's power and God's comfort is why Jeremiah can be terrified of what God asked him to do and do it anyway. Jeremiah didn't feel good enough, experienced enough or old enough to fulfil God's call on his life. And God said, I don't want your excuses. Don't rely on yourself. Rely on me. So friends, don't give excuses to God to live out his call on your life. Don't be afraid of serving God in ways that scare you. Don't say you're too young. The point of following God is that you aren't good enough. You can't do it on your own. It's only by God's grace and God's power that we serve. He changes people's hearts. God knew Jeremiah, God set him apart, and God gave him everything he needed to do it. And the same is true for you. God's call on your life is to live out Mark chapter eight, as we read at the beginning, to deny yourself, to take up your cross and to follow Jesus. And he will give you everything that you need to do that. I heard it in a talk somewhere, but I feel like a good summary of not wasting your youth, and it's kind of, you know, become a bit of a life motto for me, is to do hard things with people you love for the glory of God. So don't waste your life. Follow Jesus. Don't waste your time. Use it wisely. Don't waste your energy. Put it into the right things. Don't waste your freedom. Flee worldly desires. And don't waste your youth. Obey God's call on your life, even if it's scary. God's promise to a young, scared Jeremiah was that he would be with him. And Jesus' promise to you and me in Matthew 28 is that he will be with us as well in the ups and the downs, in the highs and the lows, in the beautiful moments and in the brokenness. He holds us by our hand, he guides us with his counsel and afterwards he'll bring us into glory. So restore for the last time from me, keep existing to see souls saved, lives transformed and joy restored, and don't waste your youth.